0: This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St.
1: Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today again is Dr. Adam DeFault, the superintendent of Catholic schools here in the Diocese of Columbus. Welcome again, Adam. Thanks. Good to be here, great, great to have you. Great to have you. We're continuing our conversation on this instruction from the Congregation of Catholic Education, which came out in March of 2022, um, and it really is towards building um, or really de- defining, and it's not a redefinition, it's really just reaffirming what we've always said about the Catholic identity of our schools and their importance in the mission and life of the church. And... In our last segment, we kind of introduced the document. Um, but what I was hoping to do, Adam, is um, to begin to kind of look at some of these, um, what I would say is really important points that the document makes. And, and I mean, I think a pref- preface that is worth mentioning is it is somewhat of a disorganized um, um, document. You know, it's not as if it's clearly, you know, but that's fine. It it has a whole lot of gems in it, but there's a lot of bouncing.
0: You back could say and it forth. blends many themes together. Yes, yeah,
1: yes, yeah. So, um, you know, to, I think to to kick off, um, maybe um, one of the 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 themes in chapter one is the main theme is that the school's role in the mission of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adam, what particularly struck you, or at least kind of an initial. that struck you?
0: Sure. Um, Chapter one, you're right. It talks about the the mission of Catholic schools, how the schools fit into, feed into, or an integral part of the mission of our church. And there's some beautiful language right in the beginning of this section that talks about why the church is involved in education. It talks about um, schools being an essential part of the church's identity, In mission. Paragraph 14, in particular, I'm sorry, 13, in particular, has a great statement that says, for her part, the church has the duty to educate, especially because she has the responsibility of announcing the way of salvation to all men, of communicating the life of Christ to those who believe, and in her unfailing solicitude, of assisting men to be able to come to the fullness of this life. The church is bound as a mother to give to these children of hers an education. By which their whole life can be imbued with the spirit of Christ, and that is a powerful statement on why we do this. We education the church views education as a universal right, and it's a fundamental principle of humanity that we be educated, and the church has an essential role in that because a complete and full education is an education
1: in Christ. Yeah, the thing that that really struck me in that line um, and in in those sections is. So on the, you know, when we think of Catholic schools and the purpose, and even of of the word education, on the one hand, there is, as we would rightly say, is there is a universal right to knowledge, and and schools exist to impart knowledge. Um, You know, people need to know science, Um, they need to know mathematics, Um, they're built into these sciences are, you know, the skills which we need as human beings. But there's also, you know, that, that cultural sense too. you know, literature. We need to be exposed to literature. We need to um, be able to grow in our use of language. Um, mm-hmm. All of these things, like, and, and, and it's often that's what we think of education, and that is true. And obviously, then, the response to that is, that, well, the church does have An important role in some sense you know as we talk about the um, you know the corporal works you know we we are called to educate people to expose them to the sciences to the truth Um, unfortunately I think you know like say in public school and I'm a, a product of public school it kind of stops there but what I was struck is struck by this is you know but there's also this other key part, which is inseparable, at least from our Catholic view, inseparable from the first, and that is to bring them to Christ so that they encounter Christ, that they come to this full human development and formation as a disciple, that they're exposed to the fullness of truth, which is not just in the sciences and the use of reason, but also in the person of Jesus Christ and our and um, our faith response to Him, mm-hmm. and I, I I guess a question I might ask you is, um, you know, at times, um, I mean, well, I guess the great gift of this document is it reminds us that we really can't separate those two things, right, um, and. Um, I don't know if if that if that jives with how you've seen it or not. I I don't know. I mean, I I would not say that I've ever seen in Catholic schools where they stop at one. And and not go to and not include the other.
0: I don't think you can in a Catholic school. Yeah. a Catholic education is not public school curriculum plus a religion class. Mm-hmm. A true authentic Catholic education blends these together. You can't separate. It's like Pope John Paul II, Saint. John Paul II talking about faith and reason, they're two wings of the dove. They mm-hmm. blend together. They don't, they're not separate. And so we don't just teach math and then over here, religion. We teach them together because that is our faith. Our faith is present. The Lord is present to us everywhere and in all things. And so it, sh- and so it should be within our our schools and curriculum. And that's a big piece of what, Archbishop Miller speaks about in the um, Holy See's teaching on Catholic education, which is a foundational piece for our vision of Catholic schools here in the diocese. It's this idea of imbuing a Catholic worldview throughout the curriculum. A true and complete education should develop every student's intellectual, physical, spiritual cap- capacities, but they're all blended together. It must be authentically Catholic, it says, in content and methodology across the entire program of studies, fostering love in, for wisdom and truth, integrating faith, culture, and life.
1: And it's, you know, I, you know, what we say, what is the ideal, you know, who we want to kind of spotlight as a, as a product of our Catholic schools as a, as a graduate? And it is someone who is very knowledgeable, who has, you know, really academically excelled, but also someone who is really a missionary disciple, who knows the Lord and has integrated the church's teaching into their life so that whenever they go into, wherever they go, whether it's right into work or to university, or they're able to live in the world and engage in the world as a believer...
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's the goal of Catholic education, It's to prepare our students for their future as missionary disciples, how to be men and women who know and love Jesus and who are ready to serve him in the church in the world.
1: And one of the things that struck me in this document is, you know, coming to that product, you know, the graduate that we want to see it really requires the responsibility of everyone. Um, you know, the, this is not, and, and you know, um, having taught high school, um, but you know, often, sometimes I think teachers are tempted to think that they're all on their own. And that I thought was very encouraging about this document is, it's a reminder that teachers, you know, are not on their own, the faculty are not on their own in this work of producing. these beautiful...
0: Right. There's a wonderful paragraph in here, paragraph 15, that talks about that very point that says this isn't done in isolation. Education is a partnership of mutual cooperation, first and foremost, between parents and teachers for the betterment and the enhancement of our students. But then it goes a step further later in that paragraph and says healthy cooperation is necessary on the local level, but also higher up between dioceses, between schools, in national levels, international levels, basically saying that education is that universal right that all students and all children have. And it's up to us, those providing the education, to make it happen. And that takes collaboration and cooperation.
1: And you know, connected to that too is this idea of community, that a school is a community rather than merely an institution. And, and, and I think, you know, as I was thinking about in times, you know, both as a pastor and, and as an associate and even, you know, in my experience in, co- in um, public school, is a school, uh, you know, how did I, I- experience a school as an institution or how did I experience it as a community? Well, I don't know if I can say for sure how I experienced it as an institution, but it seems to me community naturally develops in the educational process, you know?
0: Um, A community is essential in a Catholic school. That's another of Archbishop Miller's marks of a Catholic school. This one is be animated by communion and community. We're communities of faith. Our families, our students are united to each other through faith. And much as our church doesn't function in isolation, it takes the whole community working together to be a church, to run a school, and our students are taught in their faith. They're taught by teachers who love their faith and who teach for out of a love of their faith and of the Lord. And they're connected with their parishes. They're connected with their pastors and with the greater parish community. The school is part of that greater community. The different groups and the different ministries of the parish all can connect and touch the school. And it forms this perfect, wonderful whole that um, works to the betterment and, and to the growth of the faith of everyone involved.
1: And uh, in those lines, too, I, I, I often wonder sometimes, and this is somewhat controversial, um, you know, if you want to dodge this, you can dodge this. But <laughs> I do, you know, like sometimes I think people look at school and parish as separate communities or competing communities. And, you know, I've always thought that, um, again, you can't keep a school from becoming a community. It is, by its nature, a community. And the same with a parish, you know. The key, though, of bridging that or of them being one is really your involvement in both. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's how communities are united is by um, kind of a, a mutual involvement you know, so that they become one.
0: Definitely. And this document reminds us of that through those ideas of community. By talking about how important education is to the mission of the church, it says, basically, don't let that happen. Don't let that division happen. In our diocese here, I I think we're very fortunate. Our schools, our parochial schools, do have tight connections with their parishes. Our high schools uh, do as well. They're connected to their feeder parishes. We can always strengthen. We can always find ways to improve. But I have seen other locations where that isn't the case Mm -hmm. and where you've got two completely separate entities and you lose something. One enriches the other. And if you treat them as totally separate entities, you're back to this problem of what's the purpose then? Why have a school if it's not going to be integrated into the parish? Education and our presence of our children in, in our parishes and schools benefits everyone.
1: Thank you for joining us. This has been Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger, and Adam Default has been with me. Until next time, peace and all good. A Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.